We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, my beautiful friends. I'm so, so, so grateful to be spending some time with you here today on Empower Radio. So here's a question. How is your relationship with you? Have you ever paid attention to the voice inside of your head? You know, the one that is speaking to you and sharing thoughts as you're driving in your car, hanging out at home, or when you're just alone with yourself. And if you have paid attention to this voice, have you consciously noticed? Is it nice and loving and supportive and kind? Or is it disapproving, negative and mean? I know when I first noticed this voice, I was appalled at how judgmental and cruel it was. I would never speak to anyone else like I was speaking to me. In that moment, when I realized how negative this voice was, I set the intention to learn how to be nicer to myself, to change this voice, and to erase the negative messages it had to share. And you know what? I finally did it. But gosh, it took a long time. Boy, I wish I had access to the book my guest here today wrote. It sure would have saved me a lot of time and helped me heal my pain, confusion, and negativity much sooner. But I'm thrilled to have her book in my hand now and so happy to be able to share her with you here today on Journey to Center. We're so fortunate to be spending some quality time with Emily Filarama, the author of How to Permanently Erase Negative Self-Talk So You Can Be Extraordinary. Emily calls herself a Be More Extraordinary magician. She guides her clients in going from good to great to extraordinary so they can dream big and manifest happiness, health, wealth, awesome relationships, and live up to their greatest potential. Emily earned her Bachelor's of Science in Nutrition from Cornell University and subsequently had a 27-year award-winning career in pharmaceutical sales. When Emily turned 50 years old, she connected the dots as she looked backwards at her life. She realized she was purposely given a miserable childhood and adult experiences in order to heal herself and then launch into a state of unlimited passion, potential, and opportunity. Emily says we can't ignore our personal history, but once we unlock key negative memories and overturn our faulty beliefs, we can finally release them. When we do this, all areas of our life blossom, and we become magnets for everlasting love, positive expansion, purpose, and passion. Emily's unique combination of life experiences, enthusiasm, nutritional expertise, pharmaceutical sales, and professional training in psycho-spiritual healing and the psychology of achieving human potential gives her one-of-a-kind platform to help others heal physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Emily helps others overcome self-doubt and go on to confidently express their authentic, passionate, and happiest selves. So, Emily, thank you so much for being here today on Journey to Center. You're so welcome, Tammy. It's my pleasure to be here with you. I read your book. I loved your book. I believe in everything you say in your book. So, can you tell me a little bit about why you wrote it? I wrote it because when I started to coach clients to become the the man or the woman that they have uh, you know men have always dreamed of becoming. And the magical transformation that they were that, that they were experiencing, they said, oh, my gosh, I, I don't even recognize myself. This is like the best version of me. 
And several of them said back in 2013, you have to write a book, you have to write a book about this. And I said, well, you know, there's books written about internal family systems, which is the psycho-spiritual healing modality that I use. There's books written about that, but it's, you know what, it's more geared towards the academic psychotherapy community. And it wasn't really translated into the general population of how do you take the psycho-spiritual healing and become the best of who you can be and unleash the full potential of uh, of who you are and, you know, leave your lasting legacy. So I knew that with all the stories that I had with all the clients and all the struggles that I had helped them overcome, that it was a must to write the book. And so in, in 2000, so, so this is the really funny thing. In 2014, in April, middle April, I wrote in my journal that writing a book was going to be a top priority in 2014. I had no idea how I was going to accomplish it. Uh, it's like, oh, okay, I, 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 I don't even like writing blog posts, but I do them anyways. And I'm not even a writer because, you know, English is not even my, my main language. But I, but I set out the intention, okay, I got to do it because people are looking for this and I got to learn how to like upload a Kindle. I don't know how to do this, publish on Amazon. So anyhow, so that kind of, that, those, that resistance kind of, I had it and then it went away and I said, I'll figure it out in two weeks. After I wrote in my journal that a book was on the priority list, I was at a reception in New York City with about 100 people I didn't know. And I was invited to this reception because of somebody I, quote unquote, picked up at the bar just two months prior. <laughs> and so that's just part of the story of, you know, when you when you know who you are and you're comfortable with yourself, you could go pick up anybody anywhere and and, and, <laughs> and not be afraid of rejection because you never know what's on the other side of hello. And so and so one conversation led to another. I ended up at this reception in New York City and there's 100 people here. So this person that invited me, he had no idea that a book was in the works for me, that I had that thought. And this other person just happened to just like plopped himself next to me. He had no idea who I was. And he's like, well, how, how did you know this person that's hosting? How did you come to this party? So this person is like asking me 50 questions within the span of 20 minutes. And I'm thinking, why is this guy so nosy? And then, and then one of the last questions within that 20 minutes he asked was like, do you ever have plans on writing a book? And I said, oh, yeah, I just wrote it in my journal two weeks ago. And he said, you have no idea who you've been talking to, do you? I said, no, you never gave me a chance to tell you, you know, ask you questions. And he says, you've been talking to a publisher and I would love to publish your book. You have a strong platform. You have a strong message. You have passion. You have enthusiasm. You already have a speaking platform. I'm going to take on all the risk. I'm publishing your book. That's it. Wow. Grace and ease. I love what you're saying. I believe in what you're saying. The bottom line for me is when we really love ourselves, when we accept all parts of ourselves, Life is more graceful and easy, and miracles happen around us. But let's talk a little bit about how we get to this place that you yes. are at. And I feel like I live in most of the time. We have to get rid of those negative messages. We have to heal ourselves. I talk about working with the inner child. And I know yes. you use a little bit of a different language. Something you write about, and I really want to just get right into this. You talk about the protectors and the exiles. Mm -hmm. These are kind of big words in your book that make things make a lot of sense. Can you tell me a little bit about what these aspects are? What do these words mean? Okay. In the internal family system model of psychospiritual healing that was developed by psychologist Dr. Richard Schwartz, he started developing this 30 years ago when he got sick and tired of traditional psychotherapy techniques not providing lasting transformation. 
So he was essentially using the terminology that the patients were were saying. It's like, um, yeah, you know, that little girl inside of me got exiled. It's just like it's, it's 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 exiled in the back of my mind. And so the exile is essentially the the this the same thing as uh, inner child. Mm-hmm. But in internal family systems, it's called an exile because it's mm-hmm. it's an exile to the dungeons of our psyche, um, and oftentimes forgotten about. So it's those vulnerable parts of us that are frozen in the original memories of shame and blame and rejection, or you know whatever significant emotional event happened to us. So that is the term exile. So it's that vulnerable part of us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then what happens is that when those moments of bad things happening to us. Imagine, imagine these parts of you like being shoved to the dungeon and there's a lock uh, in the dungeon because because they're basically in the dungeon for safekeeping because our system doesn't want us to feel the pain again because those moments can be pretty, pretty significant and painful. And so essentially, if you think about soldiers guarding the door to the dungeon, these soldier parts are the protective parts of you. So these are just like the parts, the personalities inside of you. You know, that part of me that likes to eat broccoli, that part of me that, that likes to eat ice cream, that part of me gets sad sometimes, or that part of me that's happy. And so we, we are a balance. You know, when we're born, we have a whole range of emotions and feelings and thoughts. And all of these things, they're in harmony until we have devaluing experiences with our caregivers, authority figures, teachers, bullies, siblings, peers, whoever they may be. And so what happens is that these parts of us that used to be balanced go into extreme behavior. So think about, I think food addiction, quote unquote, is something that I think many people can relate to. The part of them that sometimes eats healthy, but the people who are struggling with health and weight issues, Oftentimes, a part of them that likes to eat junk or, or can't stop eating ice cream or whatever it is, you know, eating emotional eating at night, that part of them goes into in an extreme protective behavior. So, so, so extreme behaviors and feelings such as eating too much, working too much, shopping too much. I think a lot of us can identify with shopping too much. That was one of my <laughs> guilty behaviors. You know, think about how shopping after you after you buy something, it gives you that temporary high and it kind of like soothes it. Oh, that feels good. Mm-hmm. And then you, and then it doesn't last. Right. Correct. Um, so drinking, same thing. And and then instead of being sad, sometimes some people are sad all the time. They get depressed all the time. They're anxious most of the time. And and then the part of us that used to be lively, you know, a lot of people who 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 are who are shy. They were not shy when they were born. It's when something happened to them. Maybe they got humiliated at kindergarten when the teacher said, you cannot be your lively, happy self. You're being disruptive to the classroom. And the teacher tells mom that, you know, please calm your daughter down. So the part that used to be lively decides to turn shy because that little girl that now feels shame for being who she is gets locked away in the dungeon and then the soldier gets all uh, the 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 um the protective part of them decides shyness is safer than being mm-hmm. lively. Yes. And like yeah, when we're shamed then we are embarrassed and we kind of like um put parts of ourselves away. Uh, in shaman terms it's like we we splinter off an aspect of ourselves. Yes. Yes. Okay. So I'm getting it. 
And then when we have all this pain, we look for behaviors or activities that will distract ourselves from ourselves because we're kind of uncomfortable. We're hurting. Yes. And, 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 and these are also the parts of us. So those vulnerable parts of us get locked away. Mm-hmm. And then they also create fears. Oh, it's not it's not safe to shine my light. Mm. It's not safe. Not to okay be, to be me. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. I'm really, really smart. And it's because several of, of you know very very intelligent people that I that, that have been my clients, they say I feel like I have to dumb myself down because I'm too smart. If I tell people I have two designer diplomas, then they shrink and then I have to shrink to try to not get rejected. And make them yeah. feel better about themselves. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Or the parts of you that are afraid of failure because when you or part of you that's afraid of speaking in public, because when you spoke in front of the public uh, in fifth grade, you were made fun of by your peers. So everything, all of these fears, everything that you feel stuck with can be traced back to some usually childhood incident mm-hmm. that had you believe that it is not safe to be you. And that you have to manage with some of these protective, adaptive behaviors. Mm-hmm. And then we start wearing false masks. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So your book is really about helping people dissolve that false mask to, so they can be their authentic selves. So they can show up fully and wholly in their lives and shine. Yes, exactly. And 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 when you become... When you, when you fall in love with yourself through, so falling in love with yourself and having massive amounts of self-love is all about um, rescuing these exiled parts of us out of the past because they're looking for us to rescue them. They're like, oh my God, I've been here since three years old. When, oh my God, finally you, and you know, similar to that inner child work. Yes. And, and that's what falling madly in love with yourself is all about and releasing the burdens that these child parts of us hold. So when these bad things happen, uh, so this is what makes internal family system a, a little bit different than traditional inner child work and other, other modalities. W- uh, we ask the, that, that inner child, the exile, okay, what are the burdens that you're holding as a result of mom not paying attention to you or the, or getting rejected at the junior high school dance? or um, bringing home C's as opposed to A's, you know, versus versus your siblings. So those parts of us hold on the burden. I'm not smart enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not lovable. I'm, I'm different. The world is not safe. So these are the burdens that show up mm-hmm. in the negative energies that we don't even know that we are emitting in adulthood. And we're wondering, how come I cannot manifest what I want? I yes. keep thinking about, I want to be rich or I want that hot guy. But it's not happening. I must not be worthy. I must not be worthy. So (laughs) people don't even know. Okay, I'm following the steps in this book that I just bought, but it's not happening. What's not happening is because all those little voices from the exile parts of you, you know, if you're trying to go up to that cutie pie at the bar, they're saying, who do you think you are? They're saying hello to that cutie pie. You're going to get rejected. Remember, you were the ugliest kid in kindergarten and they made fun of you or, you know, you have teenage acne and, and, and no, 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 that, that, that guy's not going to look at you or that. Or, or that girl's not going to look at you. And so, so when we rescue those young parts of us out of the past, we have to ask what that burden is. And, and we, we have to get the permission of the protective system to release the burdens. Mm-hmm. And, and then when you release the burdens and rewire the beliefs of what that, those, those exiled parts of us, um, 
you know, from, from negative to positive beliefs, that is when the energy of shame and blame and worthlessness that gets released. And then the energy of how you show up really, you know, rises up and that's when your vibrations rise up. Yes. And, and that's when, um, cause the law of magnetism says you will not attract what you want. You will attract who you are. I love that saying. And it's so true. Yeah. And who you are is really encompasses, you know, whatever the energies that you're holding from the past. Yeah. And then that that dictates who we're attracted to, what we attract. It's the law of attraction. And another thing you go into that I think is so helpful and has been so revelatory in my reality is your states of being chart on page one to eight that was inspired by the map of consciousness by Dr. David Hawkins, which to me, it makes things make so much sense. When we unburden those past hurts, when we bring love and compassion to those exiled parts or subpersonalities, we heal, we become whole, we ascend in our vibration and our consciousness. And then what we attract is so very different than we're, when we're in that lower vibrational state of, of hurt, internal hurt or grief or pain or shame. So... Um, I love the way that you explain and describe this. It really, really makes things clear. It resonates for me. It's a different way of saying the same things that I deeply believe and what has helped me heal and become whole. So I really, really, really appreciate all of this. And I love something you say so much. I'm going to start using this. Don't chop off the dandelions at their heads. Pull them out by their roots. I always say weed your garden. Weed your garden. So it's a different way of saying it. It makes it so clear. We can't just chop the dandelions off. We can't just make it look okay, but not go for the deeper healing. So this inner work is really about pulling the weeds out of our garden by the roots. So we can plant what it is we really, really want. Exactly. Well, someone had said, well, you know, your book, you know, after I read read your book, I'm not totally healed. And I said, I set the expectations up front. This is, you know, Books are not, they're meant to give you awareness and there's some things that you can start to implement on your own, but books were never meant to heal you completely. And if you really want to go and pull the roots out, it's, I'm doing a disservice if I say, read the book and you'll be healed. Read the book and you will get an awareness and you could start the process on your own. But if you, if, but if other modalities, you know, self-help programs, psychotherapists, coaches, and all that surface stuff that just chops the dandelion weed from the surface. If all of that stuff has not worked and you still feel like you are blocked from the next level of your life, this is when you need to dig down and dirty and find the internal family systems practitioner or some other healer that's going to get to the root of what is causing you to not feel good about yourself. Because not feeling good about yourself is ultimately what is causing the angst in your life. And it, and what, when we don't feel good, we attract other people that don't feel good and it perpetuates this not feeling good state. I think the most important thing we can do is take personal responsibility for doing the kind of inner work you're speaking about. And it transforms every aspect of our lives. Exactly. And, and what's, um, what's different about the internal family systems is that, because uh, I've worked with a lot of people who have done inner child work, but they say, well, and, and it has worked to a certain point, but now they're trying to really unleash to the next level. But they say, I still have bad habits. How come I still procrastinate? How come I'm tired all day long? How come I have this back pain that I've had for 20 years and it won't go away and it's not letting me do things? So those are all protectors that still need to be addressed, which means 
in order for the exiled parts of us to try to heal in this model, the protectors, you have to go in through the protective system. So mm -hmm. these are the parts of you that, oh, I hate that part of me that eats too much or that drinks too much, that procrastinates. I hate that part of me that's tired or that's depressed, that's anxious, or that part of me that likes to control people or that shy part or that part of me that is just uh, um, addicted to exercise or drugs or porn or, or you know, affairs or <laughs> perfectionism and arrogance. So we go in through those parts and those parts we have to get to know. So let's take eating, yes. uh, for example. If you ask most people who are struggling with weight, they would say, I hate, you know, how do you feel towards this part of me that eats too much? I hate it. Well, if Hate's you hate not gonna it, heal it. Mm -hmm. no, no. Nope. Imagine if, if I, the healer, I hate you. Would you even talk to me? Yeah, no. no, you know, so, no, so, not so, be effective. Mm -hmm. no, so you have to separate out enough from this part to get to know, let it talk to you. Why does it have this job of keeping you on, you know, this, a lot of them, they'll call it their, their fat part. Why, why does fat part do its job? Why does it want to keep the extra 15 pounds on? And when you peel back the layers, you know, for some people, especially people who have been sexually violated in any way, mm -hmm. there is that protective layer, that eating part that is still trying to protect that it's not safe to be yep. to be pretty, to, to have a good body for people to look at. Because this part, this eating part still thinks you're five years old. Yeah, its intention is to keep you safe, even if it's keeping you unhealthy or unattractive. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. And yes. and so it goes into overdrive and makes you keep eating. So so that uh, the, the little girl inside of you that you shoved away because she was uh, abused and you have forgotten about her. Well, that's what eating is doing. But once you get to know eating part, okay, what is it afraid of eating part if, if you don't do your job? Well, I'm afraid that something bad might happen. She might get a lot of attention and men would look at her and and the right wrong men would um, wrong men might might take advantage of her. Right. Oh, so what are you afraid of? Because it's all fears underneath. What are you afraid of? The wrong man takes advantage of her. Well, then that that she would feel she would get hurt. It's like okay, how old do you think think she is right now? Well, she's five years old. Well, eating part. Do you have any idea that she's forty years old? No, I have no idea. She's forty years old. I've been trying to protect her since five years old. And so it's about talking to the part, getting understanding why it's taken its job and updating the part, the protective part about what your life is like and that you have all the adult adult wisdom and knowledge to carry you through the dating scene and that, you know, when to say no and that no, no one's going to hurt you. And and so when the when like the eating part understands that wow you're an adult okay I told you my story of how I keep, keep keep you safe so now I give you permission to go to the five year old that was that was you know, violated by the uncle or something like that right. and 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 then because once they see that this five year old is now no longer in the dungeon because you rescued this exiled part of you out of the dungeon and is now safe with you and loved by you. The eating part's like, oh, I don't need to do my job anymore. Okay, I can I'll, relax. I can relax or take on another job or go on vacation. Okay, go I can relax. Vacation. Yes. Yeah, because they've worked so hard. A lot of times, you know, they do want it. Yesterday, I worked with somebody who had a tired part who was so tired of keeping her tired that he finally is like he found a garden and is like picking the flowers. It's, it's really it's, nice. 
I mean, it, it, it yeah. changes your entire life. It's like all this energy, all this like garbage bags of toxic energy can just be set down. So you're more free. So you yes. can really manifest with more grace and ease. You're happier. You're just less stressed. And it helps, again, every aspect of our life. This work has helped me with my finances, with my creativity, with my relationships. It's like there's so much more peace and miracles. And it really is, it really does come down to this work that you're talking about. For me, it's healing the inner child and working with the saboteur, the incongruent subpersonality. So you're giving yeah. a different language to the very same things that I deeply, deeply believe and know work if you want to transform your life from the inside out. Yes. Yes. Okay, Emily, we have a few minutes left here. I think three, okay. maybe two. And I want you to share your information so people can get in touch with you. If they want to work with you, if they want to talk to you, if they want to order your book, how can they get more Emily Filarama? The book is available wherever books are sold. So Amazon and Barnes and Nobles and your local bookstore. If they don't have it, they can always get it in stock to you in a couple of days. So the book is called How to Permanently Erase Negative Self-Talk So You Can Be Extraordinary. And then uh, my website is bemoreextraordinary.com. And I can be reached at emily at bemoreextraordinary.com. That's Pretty great. That's, you know, it's all there. Now, are you on Facebook? You're on Twitter? You're on social media? Oh, yes. Uh, Connect Twitter, with you there? Yes. Twitter, I have, you know, uh, Twitter, uh, the, the, uh, my, my book's handle is no negative talk, at no negative talk. And then my regular handle is at Emily Filaramo. And Facebook, I'm on Facebook, just, just uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Google Plus. Just uh, type in my name, Filaramo. It's spelled F-I-L-L-O-R-A-M-O. That's awesome. So, Emily, this has been so fun, and I'm excited about getting you on for a subsequent show because I think there's more to talk about. Absolutely. Yes, yes. There's many, many layers to talk about. I would love to come on the show and, and share some insights and, and uh, yeah, maybe even take, take, um, take listeners' questions. That's always fun. I love to interact because this, re this really is about relatedness, relationships, conversation, communication. Let's go higher together. So for my guests, thanks for being here with us today on Journey to Center. If you want to get in touch with me, TammyBPhD.com. Download my free prosperity program. Be in touch with any questions. Find me on Facebook, Twitter, TammyBPhD. I love you so much. It wouldn't be as much fun without you. So be in touch. Let's talk. Let's ascend together with Gracie's and great love. Onward and upward. Bye for now. <laughs>